from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is Who's Got Next? Who's Got Next with Wish TV's Charlie Clifford. Now, here's Charlie Clifford. Yo, what's going on? We are back, and IndyCar has a little two-week break, so we thought it was a perfect time to assess where things stand with nine races to go. Eight down, nine to go, eight different pole winners through eight races. That hasn't happened in IndyCar since the 60s. We have a surprising points leader. You all know why he's there. And then a pack of... Familiar contenders. Who will rise above this talented pack and uh, ultimately take the season championship? That's the question we're going to try to answer by the end of this podcast. The car cuz Josh Steigman is here. Jay Doggy. What is good? Whoa, everything's good. Life's good. We're talking race cars. (laughs) Cheers to that. And let's begin with a quick synopsis of Detroit. We last left you here in Indianapolis as Marcus Erickson survived a red flag and then a shootout at the end to hang on for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Then we ventured to Detroit and Josh, I made the reference down the stretch to willpower essentially being in the no-wake zone when you're on a lake and you know you have to kick it under 10 miles an hour. And then here comes this cigarette boat driven by Alexander Rossi, and it was just (laughs) a matter of time to figure out, okay, who's going to hit that finish line first with one machine going so quick and the other just hanging on for dear life? What were your thoughts on Powers' win? Well, it was a a nice redemption after uh, Will kind of got – we could almost say shafted last year because they came in for that red at the end of the race. And Without they didn't question, he was shafted. Yes. Yeah, so that was nice to see. Um, barely hung on, man. If that la- if that race seriously had one more lap, um, we, we could have had a different story there at the end of that one. But, um, yeah, Rossi coming back alive, obviously with P2 there. Uh P5 at Indy, so he started kicking it up. Great to see that. Uh, he easily had the best car there, but um, Power had uh, the right moves early to give himself the cushion and stretched it far enough. So uh, and it's not easy to pass at Detroit, so that's the one thing you could catch someone, but we get around him is the other part. So uh, good, uh, good finish for that one, good strategy race. A uh, little bit of wild action, obviously. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. A, little, a little unfortunate seeing uh, 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 not necessarily a contender, but unfortunate seeing a car drop out on lap one and pound the wall there um, in the, the 15 car while having a horrible qualifying and then, uh, well, having to try to fight Jimmy Johnson on a, a street circuit. That's, you're not having a good day if you're doing that. Yeah, it was a long weekend for Graham Rahal. We leave Detroit with power in control of the points lead. It was an epic celebration. His brother, who's a comedian in Australia, was there to crash the uh, the party, which takes place in a fountain. If you've never been to Belle Isle or seen the highlight, it's pretty cool. So 
Quick, uh, quick interject. I was yes. there on Saturday at Belle Isle for right. the IMSA race and actually got to see Kyle Kirkwood take the win in the GT class in the Lexus. So that was cool seeing that. I uh, don't know if you're aware that he was doing double duty that weekend. Yes. Hats off to Kirkwood. For those of you, a refresher, he will replace Alexander Rossi next year with Andretti Autosport running for A.J. Foyt this season and one of the up-and-comers in the sport without question. Now, we go to Road America. Will Power's in the lead, but, Josh, it felt like Alexander Rossi was the story going in to that weekend. He wins the poll, and the question is, can he snap this lengthy winless streak that dates back to, um, I believe, 2019 at Road America, his previous win, Rossi, first off, tell me what the difference was on Sunday that ultimately landed him in the third position. Uh, it seemed like it was uh, it was a pit deal, real more than anything. They just didn't have as good of stops. Uh, had a good car, had a you know had a, a pretty solid race, but seemed like it was a little bit of um, some slower stops and a little bit of you know weird stopping and going with other cars swinging in and out and. New Garden had the run. I think New Garden had the car last year and got uh, got shafted by a mechanical, and he got his redemption. So we got double uh, Penske redemption back-to-back weekends. No, that's a good point. I had forgotten about that bad break for New Garden. He wins for the third time this year, and he still sits third in the points uh, despite being the only driver with multiple wins this year. You can bubble that down to not a great showing at the Indianapolis 500, uh, a very poor showing at the GP, but Newgarden now is one on an oval street course, a road course. That triggered a million-dollar bonus. He appears to be, in my opinion, the car to beat, Josh. Where are you at uh, with nine to go, knowing that Newgarden will eventually need to chase down Will Power and Marcus Erickson if he wants to win Yet another championship. Well, well um, Will's had some up and downs. Um, obviously, he had a, another down at Road America with his little uh, tangle with uh, Mr. D. Francesco. Obviously, that wasn't much of Will's doing and yeah. was quite heated about it, but they chatted about it and they're all cool. They both had, obviously, a crap day, and Will's normally not running back there anyway. So uh, I would say Will's, Will's just been too inconsistent this year to, I think, actually be a serious championship threat even though he's second right now hang on hang on he he has more top fives than anybody what do you mean inconsistent he has six top fives well it's inconsistent as of recent um you go from being a no-show in the 500 winning and then it being near 20th at road america okay it's if he keeps that up um, if he keeps that up, I don't see him um, holding New Garden at bay. And speak about consistency, I don't see holding um, Erickson at bay because obviously Erickson had a decent Detroit, and obviously he was uh, the second best there at uh, Road America. So uh, that Indy 500 win is not a fluke. That eight car is strong. By the way, he's actually using the same chassis he won the 500 with. They did not retire that car. Really? Um, they were using that car as his primary for the rest of the season. How unique is that? 
Um, well, I think part of it comes down to the fact that Ganassi is having to run a lot of cars. They ran five for the 500, and obviously they've had to use a couple of them on the case of, uh, well, using chassis for Jimmy Johnson because wall contact. Um, so normally that car would probably be saved as just an oval car, but since there have been a handful of cars that have been torn up in the 48th case, uh, you got to use other chassis. So uh, <laughs> that, that case, you got you got one good bullet in the gun. You use the hell out of it. I mean, it's a car, <laughs> and if you got a good car, you run it. So it's cool seeing though because you see an oval setup car get converted to the road course setup, which you know obviously over the last couple of years in you know stock car racing, you'd never see that. You do now with the next gen car, but um, yeah, that's the cool thing with Indy cars that you know it's. It's really just an arrow and damper change. So interesting. Uh, it's, it's cool to see, but that that car is quick, man. <laughs> no question. And as we look at the points grid, 109 points for winning the Indianapolis 500. That is the difference right now in the point standing. So let's let's take that as for what it is. Excuse me, Josh. There is interesting storylines between two Ganassi teammates right now, Erickson forcing Alex Pillow off course and ultimately ending his day very early. I uh, wrote America Pillow f- fired back in the interview, essentially during the race saying two can play this game. I'm not sure why Marcus was trying to win the race on lap five. Where do we go from here between two of the Ganassi teammates? Well, Here's what's going to happen. They're obviously teammates. They both are contenders. Um, Chip's going to make sure that that stays at bay for the most part. Um, but if they get into a side-by-side situation, uh, Pelot is not going to run him dirty, but he's not going to forgive completely. He won't forget about that. So I think you're going to see a uh, – you see those two on track together, you're going to see the 10 be uh, a little bit wide-shouldered, a little old uh, Paul Tracy action, but I don't think you're going to be seeing, unlike Paul Tracy, I don't think you're going to be seeing uh, contact <laughs> between teammates again. Could it play so, into Polo's future with the team? I know his contract, he's due I, a significant I, raise I, I here think, soon. I think um, now, I, I, I think... I think any of the rumors that were going around were just kind of hearsay. I, I would be surprised if he, he goes, um, obviously that other McLaren seat, though, is quite, you know, interesting with potentially VK and then those crazy, I don't know. Did, did you hear those rumors going around about a certain driver in the nine car potentially going that way? Oh, come on. Come on. Cause of, Apparently, apparently there, there's there was some talk going around Twitter and some talk going around on social media that apparently it's been offered potentially like a minority stake in the ownership of the team as well. And I I couldn't believe it myself. I really don't think that's a thing. I think that's going to be a far stretch. But People like to talk on social media. I really don't think that's real, but apparently there was a rumor going around potentially the driver in the nine going over there to uh, cap it off and uh, then take some partial ownership. I don't see that. Well, when ownership stakes are put on the table, that does grab attention and would give you a reason to listen. But 
that would be a complete stunner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would maybe that was offered to him, but if I'm if I'm Chip, I offered I offer him the same deal. I <laughs> right. I'll you see would, you and I'll raise I mean, you. Yes. Yeah. Here's 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 a here's nine percent of the company. No pun intended. <laughs> Well, that's a uh, <laughs> that's a perfect segue because Scott Dixon has been, if you break down the numbers, the most consistent driver in, ser- in terms of top 10 finishes. He has seven in eight races. The reason he isn't leading this championship chase, Josh, man, you know it. It's because of his speeding penalty into the pits with 24 laps to go at the 500. He would have won the race. He would be in a clear lead at the moment of the season championship chase. Your thoughts on what Dixon can do down the stretch. He has to run down five different drivers. The good news, he's going to a place where he's won six times. And that's the next stop on this season tour at mid Ohio. That would be a mojo changer. Um, It does not matter. Dixon needs a minimum one win. I think he needs at least two or three to really, change the forte, but I, I really don't see him. I mean, his, his consistency is obviously there. He knows what he's doing. He's going to cause a threat, but the problem is he had the one opportunity to take the championship by the neck, take the Indy 500 by the neck and yeah. he choked on it. And I think that is going to be his crux for the season. Um, I could see him finishing second or third in the championship, but I, I think we're going to look back, and that's going to be the moment that that speed, that uh, pit lane penalty will change the future. But I I think um, with how things are going right now, if things keep staying up the way they are, um, I would not be surprised to see the guy in seventh in the championship make a serious run. <laughs> that is the number 27 car, Rossi. That dude has got a fire under his ass. He does, and... He admitted he drives better when he's a little angry. And we've seen that the last three races. Now, can he build on this consistency? I know he's the last driver in the field, Josh, who wanted a two-week break. He would have walked to mid-Ohio, I'm sure, or as he told us, fly his little personal aircraft. Do you know Rossi flies himself personally to every race? I did not know that. Yeah, he shared that with us. Uh that would be a really cool story that we should do at some point. Very uh, interesting deal there. Apparently he got his pilot's license over the pandemic as you and I were twiddling wow. our thumbs here. So, hey, let's quickly get back to mid-Ohio. What I love about this venue, Josh, until last year, you could have gone back uh, eight races with eight consecutive different winners back to Graham Rahal's win in 2015 Joseph Newgarden won last year. Um, your thoughts about this setup this year and what we should expect on July 3rd at Mid-Ohio? Well, it'll be your it'll be your normal contenders. You'll have a strong Dixon. You'll have a strong Newgarden. You'll have a strong Pillow, strong Erickson, Rossi. Um, it's it's going to be your good old-fashioned Mid-Ohio race. You're going to see two or three guys tangle it up there in those couple corners after the long straightaway, the uphill down over the left, down over. You'll see a little contact. You'll see a couple cars drop out that are 
either contenders or semi-contenders there, and I, I would not be surprised to see uh, uh, either uh, either New Garden, Dixon, or Pelot get a get a dub there. Um, not counting out Pato, but I, 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 that's that's such a heavy, heavy driver's track and experience track where I, I, I don't see those guys really getting uh, pushed around too much. So I think we're going to see a, a familiar face on the top step of that podium. Yeah, we'll see how many multi-winners we end up with at the end of this year. As we said earlier, Newgarden's the it's only not driver. not going to be many, but... Yeah. Yes, it's not going to be many. Um, I think this is Dixon's best shot. I think the rest of the year to for sure get a win. Um, he's obviously has you know strong finishes at the other tracks to finish out the season, but th- this one is his uh, is ace in the hole. So if he wants to shake that indie issue and get himself on a complete championship mindset and really put the heat gun to the boys in front of him. Like he always does. This is the race to do it. It's time to make that PNC car, cash it in and take it to the bank, baby. Yes. And I'm interested to see if Pato can bounce back from, I mean, outside of Polo, he was just as disappointing. Walks away with five points at road America. Just, well, there's nothing you can do about that when your car poops out on you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, when did that happen? Cause I, like didn't realize till the end of the race when I was scanning the standings. It was about, it, it, it was about mid-race. Yeah. Bad, bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. cuz always a pleasure. Uh, any other closing thoughts before we pick our winners for Mid-Ohio? Well, uh, we've had a wild start so far. Love the, love the variety. That's what IndyCar is all about. Variety of tracks, variety of winners. Yeah exciting action there one little shout i do want to mention um our nascar boys cool deal happened this last weekend uh first ever mexican driver to win a cup series race that was sweet daniel suarez in sonoma uh driving for track house racing that is partially owned by pitbull daniel suarez first career win he's had a crazy crazy career Xfinity champion, race for Gibbs, got demoted a little bit, got demoted again, was out to hang for dry. And uh, when Trackhouse started, they gave him a shot. And, well, he's uh, made the most of it, taking a win, and same has his teammate in Ross Chastain getting two wins this year. So the fun, interesting story of the wild Trackhouse racing has been cool to watch. It'll be fun to see what they do the rest of the year, including coming to Indy, on the road course with the double header later this summer. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Folks forget that's end of July. It's creeping up on us and I'm no, glad you got we'll be there. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad you got that in because Suarez, uh, as you said, I think he has 190 some odd cup series starts uh, along those lines. If I'm not botching that stat that we listed on sports yeah. soccer on Sunday, I mean, this has been a long time coming. Yes. Yeah. So he won the Xfinity championship. They weren't planning on bringing him up to cup and then out of complete nowhere, Carl Edwards retired and they needed to fill the shoes of that car, the 19 car at, uh, at Gibbs. So they threw him into the car and he wasn't fully ready. He had an okay, you know, first year and second year there, but compared to his teammates, you know, Kyle Bush and Martin Truex jr. Yeah. Um, 
actually it wasn't even Drew Jr. at that. Uh, no, it wasn't even him at that point. But compared to his other Gibbs Gibbs teammates, he wasn't up to snuff and um, got got obviously replaced um, and uh, went down to Haas Stewart Haas for a year. It was the same deal there. It was kind of the fourth driver. Then went to a garbage team. Didn't even make the Daytona 500 and was left out for dry and easily could have been one of those stories where it was a, a really a career bust and right. uh, got lucky, got a second chance, um, had a great showing at the first Bristol dirt race, led the most laps out of any driver and proved his worth. And uh, he's been close multiple times this year and finally got it done, but cool to see. I think it's the fifth foreign um, NASCAR uh, Cup Series winner ever. Uh, so that's a, a cool stat with Mario Andretti and Juan Pablo Montoya being cool. <laughs> Wow. Uh, only the car cuz can give you that. Gives you the stark contrast from what we see in IndyCar to what we see in terms of the stock cars around here. All right, winner for Mid-Ohio. Josh, I am going Alex Pelot. I think he's due. Um and that's my ticket for July 3rd. I'm going to say that um, New Garden pokes a bigger hole. Uh, I think he's going to go for uh, back-to-back um, wow. at uh, wow. Ohio and back-to-back races in a row this year. I did, he's, he's got his swag on, man. He does. He does. And that is a perfect segue. Joseph Newgarden's interview. We had him on Sports Locker Sunday after his win at Road America. You'll get it next. Car Cuz, we're out. Always a pleasure. Thanks, brother. All right, back, back to you. Rock on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ten lead changes, 226 passes, five cautions. Road America was the opposite of smooth sailing for IndyCar through the woods of Wisconsin this afternoon. Joseph Newgarden, the first three-time winner this season, joins us. Joseph, how many times were you on the headset with the two-team having to go back to the drawing board today to somehow find a plan to win this thing at the end of the day? Well, it really came, today came down to that first pit stop, just, you know, executing um, and getting out in front of Rossi. We had a ton of cautions on that first stint, which uh, is not what I wanted to see. I felt like, you know, that first stint, if we didn't have any cautions, I, was be, I would be able to find weak points in, in his game. Um, I thought he was going to, you know, fall off a bit more on red tires than us. And, you know, because we spent so much time on our cautions, we didn't get to, we didn't get to see that. So then ultimately on that first stop, our crew was just a little better, got us out. 
And once I had position, it was about running away from him, you know, trying to build a gap and then managing that to the finish. And it had some ebbs and flows. And then obviously the, the cautions at the end made it pretty um, intense and, and nerve wracking for me. But, you know, we had what we needed today with the PPG uh, car with Team Chevy. Before we get to the finish, essentially a three lap, 12 mile shootout. You mentioned the pit stop team, okay? These guys get no love all season long. We always forget about them. Forget gone in 60 seconds. They were gone in six seconds today, Joseph. Who do you want to shout out on your pit team? Oh, well, our, our whole crew is are filled with superstars. You know, we were at Indianapolis and we won the pit stop competition uh, during the month of May on Carb Day. And I loved being a part of that. I had always wanted to win that event. And so to be able to do that was really special and highlight um, you know, our crew, but yeah, everybody from Travis Law, crew chief down, you know, they're, they're rock stars. They're, they're normally P1 in pit lane. They're super fast and it makes a difference. You know that, look, if I'm not, you know, I'm not having the best day, then they normally bring me up and make me look a little bit better. So, um, yeah, you can't, you can't discount the amount of work that they put in. Hey, it was all on you. The two late cautions. We thought, oh gosh, they're going to make Newgarden win this thing three separate times. The adrenaline of knowing you have the best car but everybody's right on your tail again. Please explain that to us on the outside of those last three laps. What's it like inside the cockpit? Yeah, it's just difficult because when you have a gap, it's sort of a known, um, it's a known position that you're in. You, 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 know, you have a good idea of how you want to manage it. You just continue to do that process to the finish. And that's normally a little simpler than the variable of a caution. I, I mean, a caution, you just don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to get the tires heated properly? Am I going to feel... Um, you know exactly how I need to. Am I going to execute a restart exactly how I need to? You're just more exposed, and it's it's a vulnerable position. But you know, I felt like our car and its speed today is what won the day, and uh, so we just tried to put that to good use. The fist pumps we saw when he got out of the two machine was that just erasing the month of May that I know didn't go your way? It, it felt like a weight was off your shoulders after the hot start you had to start the year. Well, it was definitely rewarding for everybody, you know, even after Detroit. I felt like going into the Detroit race, I thought we had a pretty clean day in front of us where we could win that race, no problem. And, you know, we ended up finishing fourth. So that was disappointing. And, you know, today was about, you know, just getting back on our program. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens, whether it's Indy or it's a Detroit race, where we're always going to the next one with our best foot forward. And, and that's what we did today. You jumped two spots, Joseph. You're one of the stars of the sport, a poster boy for open wheel racing in America. We have multiple young talents in this series that have publicly said they eventually want to be Formula One racers. You've gone the other way and have said, this is the best series in the world. It's the most competitive every single weekend. Why have you taken that stance when it's been popular to do otherwise for other young talents? Um, well, I think it's probably the education of the sport. You know, I, I'm a fan of all forms of motorsport. I grew up watching IndyCar, Formula One, NASCAR. I, I like all of it. You know, I, I'm really not opposed to anything, um, and I would drive any forms of them. But I definitely have a special place in my heart for IndyCar racing. You know, having lived and breathed it and, and had an opportunity to see, you know, what the, the stock car world is like or the Formula One world or what the IndyCar world is all about, you just can't beat the competitiveness and the opportunity that IndyCar provides to everybody. I mean, everyone that shows up here, we have a stacked field of 27 cars at Road America, you know, and a bunch of teams that they all show up and everybody has an opportunity to win this race, truly. You know, that's not just a fun factoid for the media, but it's, it's a, re a reality that you can, you can show up here, work hard and, and win an event. And I think that competitiveness, that rawness to our racing, I mean, it's so real and so genuine. Uh, it's just old school racing. 
And, and for me, I'm not going to find that anywhere else. And so I, I think it'd be hard you know, to leave this opportunity that, that IndyCar provides. Well, we appreciate that you're continuing to be this genuine with us, even though you've turned into one of these stars on the circuit. You get a million bucks today. I know some of it's going to charity. Please tell me about why this meant so much to you. This is a first in the series, and I hope there's plenty more of this to play off that competitive edge that IndyCar has. Yeah, people ready, you know, with their, their million-dollar challenge. I did, I kept forgetting at points. We've had an opportunity to close this out since Barber Motorsports Park, <laughs> uh, you know, the first week of May. And um, I knew we had an opportunity again today uh, once we got in the car. But I, I'd forgotten about it at points. You know, you're, when you come into these weekends, you're, you're focused on just winning the race. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't come in with extra motivation. I'm, I'm as motivated as I need to to win this race. But... Yeah, they, they provided this challenge. If you win on all, all different disciplines that the series has, the road course, the street course, and then um, an oval, then you can win a million bucks. And yeah, half of that's going to charity. So $500,000, I'm, I'm going to split that between Serious Fun Children's Network and Wags and Walks out of Nashville. Uh, Wags and Walks is a, is a dog rescue out of Nashville that we actually adopted our dog from. And then Serious Fun Children's Network is a great camp network that you know allows kids with serious illness to, to just be kids and go to camp. So two great charities and you know to win this money for them is, is a big deal well and i hope they're ready for the brinks truck to pull up tomorrow morning uh thanks to your hard work and team penske's hard work let's get back quickly to close this the world that you now live in you know there are seven or eight drivers that can win this championship joseph how do you look at and map out the second half of the season knowing we have one of the most competitive fields we've had in this sport in two decades well, it's a little bit boring, but it's it's one race at a time. <laughs> you know, we just we, we pick our battles. Um, we focus on each race individually. It's gonna it's a collection of points for for all these races. It's not gonna be a make or break one area or the other. It's every event you got to be consistent in scoring, and whoever does that the best is gonna win the championship. And that's that's always how it works out. And that's that's what I just focus on. You have two weeks to go be a dad, enjoy it, and uh, diaper changing any updates on how you've done in uh, that at, at section of the pits. Everything's good. Everyone's happy, healthy. Uh, it would be good to get some time at home. Joseph Newgarden, Road America champ. He's back inside the top three of the championship chase. Joseph, all the best the rest of the year. Take care. Thanks. This Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ahead this week on Wish TV, for my money, it will be one of the best stories on campus 
in Bloomington this coming fall. A young man who's a role model here in central Indiana, two immigrant parents who came half a world away to the United States years ago, and now their son who just gifted them one of the best things on earth. When life tells us there isn't enough time to accomplish our goals, what do we do? Well, you'll learn after watching this story, you do what Simba did, and you shock the world. Don't miss that story. It's on the golf course, Hillcrest Country Club, just here down the road in Indianapolis. Look for that one. Then we'll get you ready for the NBA draft. Thursday night in Brooklyn, Pacers pick sixth. Sheridan Sharp coming in from Kansas, the national champs, the final workout on Monday for Rick Carlisle. We'll have all the details on Channel 8. Let's talk soon. Check out more podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. All.